Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to That's Life, man. It is June 19th. 2023. Uh, I hope all of you listening today had a very, very, very nice Father's Day. All the fathers out there, I know I had a very nice day. Unfortunately, uh, two of my kids live out of state, um, but they FaceTime me, and that was very nice. Uh, the, my only son that I have living here in Colorado, spent the day with me. We went to uh, my favorite record store. We did a little brunch. Uh, we had a very, very, very nice day. I ho- hope all of you out there had a wonderful, wonderful Father's Day. And it really got me to thinking, man, yesterday about parenting. Uh, man, I got to tell you guys, for me, parenting was extremely difficult. And I know it's not just for me. I know it's for you as well. Why? 
because you're going into parenting with no experience. Of course, you know, you had your mother and your father raising you as being the model, but they went into it with no experience. Sure, they learned some things along the way, but the reality is we all make mistakes in in, in parenting. We all can't be the perfect parent. We can strive to be. We can try to be. But the reality of the situation is we can't be. We can't be perfect parents. We're going to lose our temper. We're going to lose our patience. Uh, we're going to be tired, um, you know, when, when our children want our attention after a long day's work. Um, it's very difficult, man. Being a parent, I, I raised three kids, my wife and I. The hardest thing we ever had to do in our lives, man, because it's not about you. Um, it's about them, you know, and it's about trying to raise them the right way in a very, in in, in a very bad world, man, in, in a world that thrives on money and greed and ego and power and everybody trying to get ahead, you know, you as a parent are trying to teach your children the right way to do things. I want to welcome everybody in the room. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, Metallica fan, Matt DeVenti, uh, Scooter, my buddy Steve Soleil, my good friend Troy. Thank you guys very, very much for uh, joining me today. I appreciate it. So, guys, what 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 do I always do, bro? What did I always do, man? I am going to... Go to the Bible, because the Bible is God's word, in my opinion. And uh, I'm going to go. I went to a uh, I went to a site called CRU Org, and I found an article. Uh, what does the Bible say about parenting by Jason Bradley? And I'd really like to break down this article with you. So what does the Bible have to say about parenting? If you open up a Bible to the table of contents and look for the word parenting, you'd probably be disappointed. The Bible doesn't have a section focused on instructions for raising kids. While there are some critical passages for parents, they are not laid out like a blog post. You're not going to find five steps for trouble-free potty training or Tips for getting your teen to obey the first time. You can find thoughtful encouragement in biblical narratives with good and bad examples of parenting. For example, you can read the story of Isaac Isaac and Rebecca, Genesis 24 to 27, and discover insights based on their parenting decisions. But these narratives need to be interpreted before you can understand what they have to say about parenting. There are also many clear instructions in the Bible that apply directly to parenting your kids. It's essential to recognize that the things that Jesus asks his followers to do are the same principles that make you a good parent. Some of the best pieces of parenting advice you'll find in the Bible are the calls to make Jesus the Lord of your life. 
That is to put him in charge of your life and listen to his commands to lead by serving, to love others as you love yourself, and to live in a way that displays the fruit of the Spirit, which is the changes that result in your life from following God and walking in his Spirit. That is out of Galatians 5.22.26. Are you spiritually transformed Everyone in your life benefits, including your children. In this, in his letter to the Ephesians, Paul, a follower of Christ who wrote many of the books in the Bible, gives some of the best parenting advice you'll ever find. Follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. That is Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. All right, guys, now I want to get into a little, I want to get into some Bible verses about parenting. Um, Let's see how many are here. There's about, yeah, there's five here. I want to break these down for you, bro, because I know a lot of you listening to this show today are parents. So while it's critical to think about parenthood as a role that's best fulfilled by submitting to Jesus, the Bible does have specific things to say about how to raise children. Here are some passages that speak to parenting. The Bible and your kids. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates. So God was explicit in telling the Israelites to pass his law on to their children. He clearly says it, impress them on your children. The Israelites were to be a people whose life centered around what they received from the Lord. The message here is that children absorb what they see. So guys, Christian or not non-Christian, that is a fact. Children absorb what they see. So it's imperative that they're raised in an environment where God's word is valued and shared. That is what is meant by impressing these things on your children. So, guys, whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, our children absorb what they see, especially at a very young age, bro. That is how they are becoming molded into the adults they're going to be. They're looking at everything we do. They're, they're literally taking mental notes. 
This is about more than reading the Bible with your children. This is about having a faith that is so central to everyday life that it comes up naturally all the time. It's a conversation faith that reinforces how and why these things are important to your family. The admonition to attack symbols to hand, to attach symbols to hands, foreheads, doorways, and gates remind the Israelites that their lives revolve around God's word. The modern equivalent is to find ways that your children's environment reinforces the truths of Jesus you profess. So in other words, your Christian beliefs, your beliefs in Jesus Christ need to be passed along to your children. And as I said, I want to make this clear. You know, if you're listening to this show and you are not a Christian, I'm going to do a whole show on this today, guys. I got to do my uh, bonus Patreon show next. Um, Man, bro, people don't like things being forced upon them. They just don't like it. And now, bro, we are starting to see things shift a little. Um, where people are no longer accepting things forced upon them. So that's why when I do this show, I like to make it perfectly clear. Bro, I am not forcing anything upon you. Uh, This is your call. This is your decision. Um, This is your relationship with God. I do this show because I'm supposed to do this show, and that's why I do it. So I just want to make that perfectly clear. Okay, number two, being intentional. Proverbs 22, 6. Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Proverbs 22, 6 is one of the Bible's most popular verses on parenting. But it's critical to understand it correctly. Otherwise, it it can become one of the most demoralizing verses on parenting. The intent is to point out how important it is to be strategic and intentional in parenting. Raising passionate Jesus followers or even good citizens takes intentionality. Parents need to know what kind of adults they want to produce and then do their best to raise their children with that in mind. That is very important. So followers of Christ, or even good citizens, if you're a non-believer, you need to know what kind of adults you want to produce and then do the best to raise your children with that end in mind. It's important to understand that the book of Proverbs often teaches principles rather than promises. If you want to raise godly adults, you should do your best to steer them in that direction. But two two children raised in the exact same Christian environment can end up very differently. Many parents have done their best to raise their children correctly, and those children have chosen to go in their own direction. They can create a crisis of faith for parents who view Proverbs 22.6 as a promise. But as a principle, beginning your parenting journey with an end in mind is critical. Now, guys, you got to understand I wasn't the best preacher 
in Christ to my kids as they grew grew up because I myself, bro, I wasn't saved till I was about 42 years old. Uh, my wife was a devout Christian, you know, her whole entire life, thank God. And it really took me a while to accept God fully in my life. So that wasn't really something that I imposed upon my children. And, uh, you know, bro, my children don't have the relationship with God that I do. I'd like to think that they believe in God, but they surely don't have the relationship with God that I do. And again, bro, that's, that's my own children. And that's why I tell you, man, it is a personal choice. Number three, the importance of discipline. This is very important in this day and age, bro. Proverbs 13, 24, 23, 13, 29, 15, and 17. Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. That's Proverbs 13, 24. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punish them with the rod, they will not die. Proverbs 23, 13. The, a, a rod um, is, you know, think of uh, in the old Italian days, we used to get we used to get the belt, bro. So think of the rod as the belt. A rod and a reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces its mother. Proverbs 29, 15. Discipline your children, and they will give you peace. They will bring you the delights you desire. Proverbs 29, 17. Without discipline, children develop the behavioral patterns that makes the most sense to them, and that's not good for anyone. Children raised without discipline bring disgrace to their parents. Their choices reveal that they never had consequences. An absence of consequences is truly a form of neglect. Disciplining children isn't easy. To do it wisely requires a lot of discernment, strategy, and effort. But it's easier to discipline younger children who are developing than it is to try and fix the problems that a lack of discipline introduces. So in other words, when the damage is done, the damage is done, bro. There is going to be a time when it is too late. It's easier to discipline your children at a younger age while they're developing uh, than to try and fix problems that already exist. Think of it like planting a garden. The proper care of a growing of a growing garden is time consuming. It requires weeding and pruning, but it's less work than letting a garden grow however it chooses and then trying to change it after the fact. Once the weeds have taken it all, once the weeds have overtaken it and all the plants and trees are overgrown or diseased, the effort required to turn things around is immense. Once the damage is done, bro, uh, the damage is done. That's what it's saying right here. Proverbs 23.13 often gets misrepresented as, don't hesitate to spank children. A good swatting won't kill them. This wasn't written during a time when physical punishment was a hot-button issue 
and it shouldn't be considered an apologetic for a certain style of punishment. The proverb is uh, issuing a much sterner warning. Neglecting to discipline your child at all can lead to disastrous results, man. It's all about discipline, bro. The Bible is, is telling you, man, it is very, very, very heavy on disciplining your children, bro. Consequences, man. There have to be consequences. Bro, there are consequences in life. There are consequences with every decision. There are consequences with everything you say, bro. So you're doing, a, you're doing your children a favor by raising them, knowing there are consequences. Parents provide for their children, 2 Corinthians 12, 14. Now, now I am ready to visit you for the third time, and I will not be a burden to you because what I want is not your possessions but you. After all, children should not have to save up for their parents but parents for their children. Paul, who wrote this letter, doesn't give instructions about child-rearing, but he makes a point about parenting while he is illustrating something else. Paul is addressing the Corinthian church's frustration that he isn't allowing them to support him. The apostle is doing manual labor and building financial support among other churches. The Corinthians feel like they're not allowed to express their love and appreciation for Paul by supporting him. But Paul knows that allowing them to support him would change the relationship. He would be subservient to them. He uses the example of parenting here to demonstrate that the relationship shouldn't work that way. Children children shouldn't have to scrimp and save to support their parents. On the contrary, parents pour themselves out to serve their children. By doing so, they they maintain authority over and respect from the children. While this example shouldn't be taken as a biblical prescription, it's hard to miss the logic in it. It dramatically changes the relationship when parents are reliant upon their children. Even though first century parents would eventually find themselves being cared for by their here, their estate would become the child's to help cover those expenses. For modern parents, this is a good reminder that parenting is more than leading and guiding. There is a responsibility for parents not to place unnecessary burdens on their children, especially if they want to maintain a healthy parent dynamic. So this is clearly saying the parent's role is to take care of the children. It is not vice versa. If you're in a household, bro, where the children are the parents, We've got a severe problem on our hands. That comes with part of the responsibility. Now, of course, when you become older um, and you have limitations, your children are going to step in and help. Um, But throughout the natural progression, the child should not be taking care of uh, of the parents. Okay, guys, this is the last one. Do not provoke your kids, Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. 
Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Even with the best intentions, it's easy to be overly forceful. This is a danger specific to parents with expectations. Having too specific an idea of how you're hoping they will turn out can create expectations that are difficult for them to live up to. Wow, we know a lot of stories like that in uh, pro wrestling. It can be easy to exasperate your children by harping on every misstep and placing them upon placing upon them the constant requirement that they don't mess up. Sometimes these expectations come from the genuine desire not to see your children make the same mistakes you do. And that's just natural, bro, but you can't be overbearing. Your kids are going to make mistakes. You're never going to stop your kids from making mistakes. And it, it hurts to stand by and watch your kids make mistakes, but that is a great part of growth, man. These best intentions can easily go awry when raising children. It's simple to reinforce a gospel that's more about confirming to a list of demands and authority than truly embracing a Christian worldview. There's a fine line when it comes to training them to love the Lord by not antagonizing them every time they make a mistake. Paul reinforces this message in his letter to the uh, Colossian church. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. So in wrap it up, before Jesus ascended to heaven after his resurrection, he gave his disciples clear instructions. They were to go into the world and teach people to follow Jesus, what we call making disciples, baptizing them and teaching them to obey. His, teach, his teachings, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, before they did that, he instructed them to wait to receive the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, Acts 1, 4 to 8. When it comes to making disciples, families are a critical mission field. It's in your home and with your children that you share the good news of Jesus and demonstrate what it looks like to truly follow him. But to do that, you need to recognize the second part of this equation. Jesus spent three years with the disciples. They had experienced and seen amazing things. They were itching to tell the world about the Messiah, but Jesus instructed them to wait. Why? They weren't ready. The disciples needed something else. They needed the Holy Spirit who would give them the ability to live out the gospel and share it with power and authority. In the Spirit was an integral element of evangelism and discipline-making. How much more is he integral to raising your family? Parenting advice is useful, but it won't make up for a deficiency in this area. Christian parenting is an extension of the Christian life, and that requires walking in the Spirit. Uh, There's no way around the fact that what makes you a fruitful follower of Jesus also makes you a fruitful parent. It's the spirit that fills your life with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Galatians 5, 16, 17. And this fruit makes all the difference. These are the traits that God has that enabled him to lead you, guide you, and deal with you 
when you're on your worst behavior and they're what will get you through. The next steps are there some things about parenting you learned or that you were reminded of that you want to start living out with your kids. Yeah, bro, with the with the wisdom and the love and the guidance of the Lord, raising your children will be a lot easier. Um because you will have the knowledge, the wisdom, the love, the patience. The discipline, man, the obedience to raise your children the right way. And again, bro, I just want to make it clear. That is your choice. It is a personal choice, man. I do this show, bro, because God has called on me to do this show to use me as an example of what he did for me in my life. That's all I do. I put it out there. At that point, um, it is up to you, man. It is up to you. Do you want to try God um, or not? That is totally up to you. But if you do, all you have to do is ask, man. It is it is that simple. Uh, conv- confess your sins. Ask for forgiveness. Uh, vow to God that you're going to make him the priority number one in your life. But that is totally up to you. Either way, man, Christian or not Christian, teach your children well. That's the message. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life.